You're listening to Proven Perspectives, a podcast with John Hawkins, the founder and Leadership Edge Incorporated. I'm Laura, John's daughter, and in each episode, we will explore a topic related to life, leadership, or mentoring. Through nearly 50 years of faith in Christ, John has learned proven life and leadership perspectives that will equip listeners for a lifestyle of leadership in their marriages, families, careers, communities, and churches. Hey, Dad. Hey, Laura. It is great (laughs) to hear your voice. (laughs) It's good to hear your voice, too. Uh, Yeah, how's your day been so far? Oh, I mean, we always, I'm I'm sure our listeners are like, will you please get off the weather in Southern California? (laughs) But it is just a gorgeous day here, like kind of low mid-70s and sunny and I've had several meetings today, got to be outside. Janet and I took a great walk along the beach oh, last night. Oh, that's fun. And that was so fun. So cool. Uh, it's been a good day, and I know you've had a busy one. It, yeah, it has been a busy one. Yeah, and I was going to ask you, so have you gotten a chance to play Quartle or Wordle today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quartle and Wordle. So this is John's attempt at... Doing what I can to push back Alzheimer's. Hey, I'm so, all for that. That's great. So, so <laughs> I'm trying to do mind stimulating games. So I didn't. I usually do Quartal and, and Wordle uh, in the evenings. And yeah. So I haven't gotten to it yet, but was able to complete both of them yesterday. And, and I, listeners, I think you know what Wordle is. And by the way, if you don't, you don't need somebody my age explaining it to you. <laughs> But you can find it online, and then Quartal is where you have four <laughs> Wordles together, and you have a few more chances to figure it out. So haven't done it yet, but hopefully we'll get it done this evening. Well, and see, my favorite part is I feel like this completely unexpectedly has become this connection point for you and Barrett, of like because yes. Barrett loves to help me with it, and then he sends it to you with like a mess. So it's just kind of a fun, I don't know. It's fun to do it with you, Dad. Yeah, well, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. Well, um, we can get on to our topic. I know we have quite a bit to cover today. So yeah. um, this is the third of four episodes that go with, that kind of track along with the four sessions of Leadership Edge Mentor Training. And so the four are the core of Christian mentoring, profile of a Christian mentor. Today we're talking about the shape of Christian mentoring, and the next episode will be the effectiveness of Christian mentoring. So... um. So let's just kind of launch into it. Tell us a little bit about the shape of Christian mentoring. So when we talk about the shape of Christian mentoring, what we're what we're looking at is like, what does this look like? Like, okay, if I'm going to be mentoring someone or if I'm going to be mentored by someone, uh, what does that look like? And so we're going to we're going to look at three very practical pieces. We're going to be looking at how do you begin a mentoring relationship? Like, how does that come together. Second thing we're going to be looking at is how do you plan the meeting? Like how do you plan a mentoring meeting? And then the third thing is actually leading the mentoring meeting. So it's going to be a very practical podcast episode today on that. But before we get into the kind of how-tos today, I just wanted to comment in a couple of ways about the value of mentoring or the, the impact of mentoring because it's, it's an amazingly potentially impactful 
experience hmm. to be in a mentoring relationship. And so I want to read both a quote we received some time ago from someone who had been mentored through Leadership Edge, and then just a little bit of some statistics we've received also in the last year or so. So this quote is by um, a guy who's now uh, in his 50s. He wrote this a while back to an adult daughter of his, where he hmm. is just explaining the impact to her that his mentor, his leadership edge mentor had in this his life. So kind of abbreviated this and we've changed the name. I'm going to call the mentor Rex, but Rex isn't really the mentor's <laughs> name. But he says okay. here, I basically owe Rex my life. I know that's kind of a strong statement and it's always been hard for me to quantify exactly what Rex means to me. He gave me a taste, a glimpse and a chance to become the man that God had planned for me to become. When Rex speaks, it's like I'm pretending that I'm hearing God's voice hmm. because what he says to me is what I long to hear God say to me. Things like, I love you. I'm proud of you. You're going to be okay. I decided to name my first son after Rex in memory of his impact on me. Hmm. Now that's that's an amazing statement, and it's it really not, is. It's not necessarily true. That same statement wouldn't be true of every mentoring relationship. Each mentoring relationship has its own impact. It stands on its own, but it really it really points it to this guy. This was a lifelong transforming experience for him. Yeah. Now, the other thing is just some data we received from a church that we've partnered with who has incorporated Leadership Edge mentoring with young adults in their church. And we learned three things. Uh, following the mentoring experience, 92% of the mentees said that they were more dependent upon the Holy Spirit's guidance than they were when they began the relationship. So they're awesome. looking to God, you know. Second thing is following the mentoring experience, 25% more of the mentees affirm that they are regularly applying what they learn from the Bible. So 25% more of them are, are applying God's word than they were hmm. before the mentoring began. And then also following the mentoring, 33% more of the mentees affirm that they are regularly stepping forward as God's man or woman in their spheres of influence, even amid opposition. Hmm. So a third more of them are doing that past the mentoring relationship. So I think both in the quote that you saw that we heard and then also in, in these statistics, it helps us to see that, that this really is an impactful thing has lots of potential though each one has its own kind of impact and stands on its own and so today as we talk about the practical things of how do you start a relationship how do you how do you plan a meeting how do you lead the meeting the reason for that is because god can use that to have just tremendous impact in the lives of those who are mentored totally Man, that's really cool. Well, and I had a couple of thoughts about what you talked about. Like one, when you shared 
uh, that 92% of mentees say they have grown more dependent on the Holy Spirit's guidance. And I feel like that was really highlighted in the last episode that we did, but Mm -hmm. that's just like such a significant um, thing to occur. So I think that's really cool. And then also when you were talking about like how that man said, I owe Rex, I basically owe him my life. And I was thinking, I mean, that you're right, that does sound really strong, but I, I can think in my own life, like I was thinking about um, a mentor of mine, Rebecca, and just like how dramatically my, like, I think I started parenting with some really like worldly mm-hmm. <laughs> viewpoints that I had picked up along the way. I'm not even exactly sure where, because um, I wasn't examining it, but, you know, and her just kind of asking me some questions or challenging, and really it was I, I, like, yeah, a number of people, I guess, have played into that, but just yeah like there are just people who through their impact in you on you like changed the trajectory of your life and it's like you're just you're gonna like I will be thankful to her forever you know so anyways I thought that was really that quote was really cool um so dad moving on to the um next thing I guess so what recommendations would you have on beginning a mentoring relationship yeah so so say, you know, you've been trained through Leadership Edge to be a mentor or, or trained in some other way to be a mentor. And so you're ready to do it. So then how, how does it come together? Well, really the secret of, of forming a mentoring relationship is prayer. It's just prayer hmm. where, mm-hmm. where you just go to God and say, you know, God, I've, I've gone through this training. I, I feel that you're calling me to invest in those around me. God, guide me to the person you have in mind. And just ongoingly pray, God, guide me to Hmm. the person that you have in mind. And along that way, we think you'll kind of go through three stages. They're called identify, connect, and decide. Okay. So as you're praying, then you just get around potential folks. They can be, you know, younger people in your neighborhood or in your church, people younger than you at work. And and by younger, we're not talking necessarily decades younger. It could be just a few years younger in the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know. But you begin to identify who who would be potentially good folks for me to invest in God. Help me to see them in the networks of relationships that um, you've already put me in. And and again, as a part of a church, you might go to... um, one of the pastors in your church or lay leaders in your church and say, you know, I've become qualified to be a a Christian mentor. Uh, Is there anyone in our church that you think I could be of service to? So Hmm. you're just doing those kinds of things to identify someone who may be a potential mentee. And so then as you get to thinking about one of them, say a guy named, uh, say, Mike, and you're thinking about Mike, then you want to connect with him. You want to figure out something to do with him where maybe you get a cup of coffee together or maybe you do a service project at church together or you're in a small group at church where you're kind of connecting with Mike, getting kind of a sense of who they are, how they're put together, where they're at with the Lord, and then begin to um, just build a friendship and begin to talk to them about the opportunity for Christian mentoring and see if they have some interest in that. 
So you've identified, you've connected, and then as you continue to pray, then you decide where, you know, you and, and Mike continue to talk a little bit about the opportunity of Christian mentoring and and you explain what it would be like, how that would be structured and what commitment would be needed on their part. And then you decide together, you know, is this something we should do together? And, and a lot of times with the guys that I mentor, I say, you know, really what we're deciding is why don't we meet two or three times in a mentoring meeting? And after maybe the third or fourth meeting, you decide, you know, is this adding value? Is this being of help to you? So, you know, this whole thing of beginning a mentoring relationship, it's all about prayer. And within the prayer, you're, you're identifying folks that could be potential mentees. You're connecting with them, kind of building a vision with them, and then deciding with them, is this uh, what God's calling us to do? Yeah, I know that's really interesting. Well, and what, with what you were saying of kind of um, like, almost like a trial period of, hey, let's try this a few times. Then does it ever happen, Dad, that the person wants to meet, but you don't think it's a good fit? Or like, how would you handle, or the, do you just go ahead and give them a semester and kind of test it out anyways? Or like, how would you handle that? Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm there to be a servant. Uh-huh. And so if after getting to know them, you know, a bit, I just begin to think, you know, I'm not sure that I'd be a great fit for this guy, but boy, I think somebody else would be. Huh, yeah. Then I just tell him that because I can't serve them well if I think I'm not a good fit for them. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, and you do that prayerfully because there are a lot of times that, you know, maybe even the first five or six or seven meetings, I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out who this guy is. Huh, yeah. And yet, then over time, it proves to be a great mentoring relationship that becomes a great friendship. So I I can think of a a business school student back in Durham, and I met with him a few times, and I was just like, you know, I don't think I'm a great fit for you, but I think Todd Melby, who's our president, he would be a knock it out of the ballpark fit. Huh, cool. And so they connected and it was an amazing mentoring relationship. So I I think I served him well by telling him that. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, um, so you also were talking about like identifying who might be a potential uh, mentee. And so one thing that I wanted to ask you is like, how do you know if someone is a good candidate for a mentoring relationship? Like someone, what are the characteristics of a good mentee? Yeah. Well, I'm going to give our listeners kind of some check boxes. You know, here's just some things. If you're thinking about kind of the assessing the mentee's readiness for a mentoring relationship. Here's the kind of things that we think about at Leadership Edge on this. One is, are they ready to learn? Like, are they are they inquisitive? Do they ask good questions? Hmm, are, they, mm-hmm. are they learning in other ways? Like, are they reading the Bible? Are they reading books? Are they buying up learning opportunities? You know, do you see them as a learner? So are they ready to learn? Are they ready to communicate and be probed? Meaning, will they... Will they tell you about themselves? Will they talk? Uh, if you ask them a probing question, will they respond? 
Another one is, uh, are they ready to take actions and risk? And and what I mean by this is not like, are they ready to jump off the side of a mountain kind of thing, but just <laughs> with yeah. mentoring, it is growth and it is taking some risk in terms of growing and learning. And do, mm-hmm. and do you see that in them as you're getting to know them? Are they ready to value the uh, investment where you know they'll make it a priority? Another one is, are they open to take what you give them and and give it to others? Are hmm. they open yeah. to mentor and influence others? And and they don't have to sign on the dotted line first meeting. Yes, I will be a mentor for someone else. But you want to make sure that they have a mindset not of just receiving from you, but giving what they've received, what God's given them through you to others. And then are they open to adopting the life vision statement? Our listeners know at Leadership Edge, the life vision statement is by God's grace to step forward as God's man or woman in my spheres of influence to serve his purposes for his glory. And that's the the core framing thought of a Leadership Edge mentoring relationship. So as as you share that life vision statement with them, are are they drawn to it? Is it something that they see can be useful and helpful to them? And then you want to make sure that you are building on an existing faith. Like, are they a Christian? Yeah. It's hard to do Christian mentoring if they're not Christian. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you're not their friend, that you, you know, maybe that you even meet with them regularly, but, it, but it's hard to do Christian mentoring. So, can I ask put, you something about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if, you, if you're not getting a ton of clarity about, I mean, I don't know, maybe this is kind of an obvious question, but like, I guess, how would you, how have you in the past, like gotten clear on like, if a person, you know, like, especially in the South, maybe people, you know, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, you know, like, how do you get clearer on that in just a couple of meetings? Yeah, well, one thing is a a lot of times the way I start uh, with someone is, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to each tell each other the long version of the life, our, the story of our life. And you can choose, you know, how deep you go, but I want you to tell me your story and I'm huh. gonna tell you my story. And I want, you know, please include in it how you came to faith in Christ. And, That's and a then great I'll, idea. I'll let them decide, do you want me to go first or do you wanna go first? You know, so if, if they're kind of like, man, that's a lot, then they can say, I want you to go first. And then that gives them some cover time where they can just listen to me. And, <laughs> right. But, but then as they're telling their story and they're talking about how, how they came to faith, that's a key moment to kind of ask some follow-up questions and just to make sure they understand the gospel. You know, the, yeah. the death and, and resurrection and life of Christ, his price that he paid for us, and how we must come to him and receive the gift of salvation from him. And that that colors everything of our lives forward. Yeah. Uh, and I think with all of these, you're you're not wanting to like grill the person, you know. Sure, your, yeah. But you're just you're just looking for these. Do they seem to be a learner? Do they do they take action and risk? Those kinds of things. And you'll learn more and more about these the longer you meet with them. 
Yeah. Well, and one of the things I like about that question is it's both like such a great way to get to know someone and take an interest in someone, but in a way that does not at all feel like you're growing them, you know, like you're just kind of like interested in their life. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And and one one tip on that is if you do the, okay, we're both going to tell each other the long version of our life story and you say, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Well, if they, if they pick you to go first, then just remember that they'll mirror the vulnerability that you show. Yeah, that's really good. And so if you just keep it real surface and everything's been perfect and I'm perfect, then that's kind of how they'll respond. What a great point, yeah. But if you get into kind of what my life really has been like, then that, that encourages them that they can do the same, yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad that you added that in. Yeah. Yeah. So I would imagine that, okay, so you kind of go through this process and decide uh, to begin a mentoring relationship. So I know there's a kind of commitment that the mentor and mentee make to each other. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. You know, the the commitment that we ask for in Leadership Edge mentoring relationships is, is a little bit different than maybe uh, what people are used to, but they're basically four commitments. The first one is to be fully honest. And, you know, when I'm sharing this with a guy that I'm going to be mentoring, I'll say, you know, you must choose to be fully honest in everything you tell me. And and you can choose what you tell me. You don't have to tell me, you know, all the deep, dark secrets of your life. If you want to, that's fine. If you don't want to, that's fine. But whatever you tell me must fully be the truth. No half-truths, no posturing. And, and you should expect the same from me. So the first one is to be fully honest. The second one is to not attempt to impress each other. You know, and and so I'll say, you know, if we try to impress each other, we're going to waste a precious opportunity. So I've already determined that no matter what you do, I'm going to choose to not be impressed. (laughs) This is one of my favorite things you do. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) I'll say, you know, I'm sure there's going to be times I'll be proud of you, that I'll be celebrating what God's doing in your life and the choices you're making. But I don't care what you do. I'm not going to allow myself to be impressed because if we go down that path, we're wasting it. And and you should expect the same from me. And if you feel that I'm just endlessly trying to impress you, <laughs> what I'll tell them is you should report me to the president of Leadership Edge hmm. because I am wasting your time and a golden opportunity if I'm just trying to impress you. So first one's fully honest. Second one's not attempting to impress the third one is not using each other to prop ourselves up. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, whoever you're known to be as a Christian man and a Christian leader, or if it's a woman, a Christian woman and a Christian leader, whoever you're known to be in those areas is because of God's work, God's initiative and your choices, and not because I'm your mentor. And mm-hmm. whoever I'm known to be as a Christian man and leader is because of God's work and my choices and not because I can fly around the country and talk about all these sharp young men that I'm a mentor for. So we'll have each other's backs, but we won't prop each other up. So Hmm, the third one is um, not using each other to prop ourselves up. And then the fourth one is not using busyness as an excuse. And a lot of times with business guys or MBA students, I'll say, okay, we're each going to look each other in the eye and tell each other one time that we're busy. 
And then we're never going to say those <laughs> words again to each other. Because especially with guys, a lot of times we can just get into how busy we are and telling each other about how busy we are. Uh-huh. Or sometimes using busyness as an excuse. And so we're just not going to do that. So again, it's fully honest, not attempting to impress, not using each other to prop each other up, and not using busyness as an excuse. Those are the commitments. And a lot of times with the guys I mentor, they're like, wow, I don't know what I'm getting into, (laughs) but it's going to be real because Mm -hmm. those commitments just get all the junk out of the way and set it up to be a real relationship yeah well and i remember first of all like these are some of my very favorite things that i i hear you and i feel like this is totally how you live too but yeah just like the (laughs) yeah that it's just like you said like it's real and it's again like not about um our ego or you know i just think that that's so good and i remember when adam uh, my husband adam first flew out to meet you because i actually wasn't there and i think he maybe knew a couple people who knew you but he was like i wonder what he's going to be like and this is the thing that he came back talking about (laughs) was you saying these things maybe i think it was he went to a gathering or maybe you said it to him personally i'm not sure which one but um maybe it was in the gathering but he just was really taken with that of um i think it it communicates a lot of dependence again on like the holy spirit like i'm not trying to manipulate you or control you um Mm -hmm. and i would imagine that for a lot of the guys that you work with um who are used to being really impressive that it could throw them off balance but i would imagine over (laughs) i would imagine over time there's really a lot of freedom in that i mean i think i as a person who strives to to uh, uh get the approval of people when I know someone just is like not even abreast at all, like that's, you know, that's very freeing, right? So yeah. yeah, I think that's really cool. That's good, that's good. So with the planning, it's it's a simple design. We say that uh, every mentoring relationship that we're a part of, we want them to always begin and end with prayer. And so we suggest that at the beginning of the meeting that the mentor uh, opens the time up in prayer, just asking God to be with them and to guide them as they're together. And then after that, there's about, say, 20, 25 minutes of what we call uh, personal catch-up, where it's basically, you know, what's going on with you this week, uh, kind of updating each other on things that we talked about last week, and just kind of getting a current sense of where each other's at in this week. So first 25 minutes after prayer, just catching up. And then after that, then about 30 minutes of an intentional discussion around some content that we've agreed to discuss our way through. With Leadership Edge Mentoring, we always encourage that the first six to eight mentoring meetings focus on a slow and thoughtful discussion of the life vision statement, where each week we go through a different phrase. First week is by God's grace. Second week is to step forward. Uh, And then it's God's man or woman to where we're just breaking it up into pieces and going through the life vision statement. So 
After the prayer, 25 minutes of catch up, then about 30 minutes of discussing uh, an, a content piece. Okay. And then we move into the closing encouragement, the wrap up and prayer. And with that, we, we see that as a moment where the mentor maybe just has something that God's put in his mind or heart to say to the mentee of, you know, I really admire how you're doing this, or man, I get that you're really challenged right now. Or, you know, as we've been meeting today, this verse came to mind and I wanted to share it with you. Just some kind of wrap up blessing, word, encouragement that God has brought to your mind as you're meeting with the guys. So in this last 15 minutes, just any closing encouragement you have for them, kind of wrapping up, okay, here's what we're going to do next week. Uh, you know, here's what you need to do to get ready for next week. And then prayer. And we encourage at the end for the mentor and mentee both to pray together. Hmm. Cool. Um, so that's basically how we lay out a, uh, a mentoring meeting. We suggest that they meet uh, hopefully weekly, or if not weekly, at least every other week, and that it's for roughly a 75-minute, hour and 15-minute meeting. Hmm. Awesome. Well, and um, all of that makes sense. And so as the mentor is leading the meeting according to this agenda, like I know you have some logistical things to that you – I mean, maybe some best practices or things that have gone um, awry in the past or whatever. What, like, what are some of the things that are helpful to keep in mind in a mentoring meeting? Yeah, so we just looked at, you know, how to plan a meeting. So, okay, how do you, like, conduct it? How do you, like, lead it once you've got that plan? And I'm just going to list off some things that we think are important for the mentor to think about, uh, get their mind around. The first one is how often should you meet? and getting that set up. Again, we recommend every week if possible, if not at least every other week, that way you stay current with each other for 75 minutes. Uh, you know, is meeting more than that better? Well, not necessarily. And if you were to meet more than once a week, we encourage you to like do something different for the second meeting, like go serve somebody or you know, do something like a sport or something together. But we think a weekly or every other week seems to be sufficient. Where should we meet? Um, we encourage you to meet in somewhat public places that both of you would feel comfortable being in. Um, we can get into some of the particulars of that at a later time, but that's what we have in mind. But it should be a place where both of you would feel comfortable praying out loud because praying together is a key part of this. Mm, uh, if you meet for lunch or coffee, who pays? Well, we don't think it's up to the mentor to pay for everything. So, you know, first time if y'all are going to have your meetings over lunch or coffee, it's fine for the mentor to pay. It's also fine for the mentee to pay for both. But we would suggest after that that each pays for their own. Um, scheduling best practices, we think that it's good to to set your meeting time and get it in both of your calendars, your Google calendars or whatever you use, so that it's already set. Like every Thursday at 12, this is our time. Uh, so set it up for the, the first term, which we suggest would be three to four months of meetings. A couple of other things, should homework be given? And we're like, yeah, but lightly, you know, this isn't like a study program. 
But if you're going to be discussing some content each week, then you know a little bit of reading to do before the session uh, to prepare for that. Um, encouragement versus accountability. I think we've done some podcasts on this. We just tend to think that the larger category here is encouraging each other and that if accountability is needed, then that's great. But we, you know, Hebrews 3.13 says to encourage one another day after day, as long as it's still called today. So we want there to be high encouragement in the relationship. What occurs between the meetings? Well, certainly prayer where the mentor's praying for what they learned about the mentee in the last meeting, praying for the next meeting. Um, the most important thing is prayer and maybe a little bit of preparation. And, you know, there are some issues that may arise, like the mentor kind of loses their vision or direction. The mentee can, can maybe get unmotivated. Uh, maybe the mentee's not comfortable praying out loud, uh, handling tough questions that come up. These are things that you can expect, and you'll just need to think through these. And I know our, our time's about up, but this is going to sound very uh, self-promoting, but I hope <laughs> our listeners will understand it differently. In this session, in this episode especially, we've covered a lot of material, and I know that some of our listeners may be like, good grief, how, how can I get clearer on all these things? And the thing I'd recommend is our mentor training, where you can go to our website, you can sign up to be informed for when our next public mentor training will be. And in four hour and a half sessions with some prep in between, you can become a qualified Leadership Edge mentor and learn about all of the stuff we have in preparing you to be an effective Christian mentor. So if you're sitting there listener and you're like, Good grief, I just got flooded over with content <laughs> on what the shape of Christian mentoring. Then the best thing we think you can do is sign up for our mentor training. Yeah, that's good. Well, and okay, I know I know we need to wrap up, but so I'm gonna just ask you a quick question instead yeah. of like a recap. Um, so I know you said like homework can be given but sparingly, but then I thought in the last podcast we talked about like not adding additional like I, I it sounds like in this episode you were saying yeah. there might be things from the leadership edge curriculum that would be helpful. But like once you get through that, what would homework look like? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, we do believe that by and large, our mentees don't need a lot more content because they're already in churches, they're hearing sermons, they're listening to Christian podcasts, they're having their quiet times. We don't think there's a lot of additional content. What we would say is for the first six or eight sessions, you just have very brief discussions around the life vision statement, which would take, you know, maybe 20 minutes on their part to prepare for. Yep. And then after that, uh, we have the lifestyle leadership model, which they can, uh, that can be a discussion piece as well. So these are some pieces that are probably different than the content they're getting elsewhere. Yeah. But, but even still, it's in small pieces. This isn't like read 30 pages kind of stuff. This is read a few pages at most, maybe one. Uh-huh. No, that's great. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. Well, Dad, this is really helpful. Thanks so much for sharing. And will you wrap us up? 
Oh, yeah. Well, listeners, it's always great to just get to be a part of your life. Uh, we hope that this is of service to you as you're thinking about the shape of Christian mentoring. Again, I've already given the very self-serving plug to sign up for our Leadership Edge Mentor <laughs> Training. You can do that at our website, www.lead-edge.com. And you'll see at the very top under mentoring where you can sign up for mentor training. And if there's any way that we can be of service to you in any way that we can be as you prepare to be a Christian mentor and influence the next generation of God-honoring leaders, please just let us know. Great. Thanks so much, Dad. And thanks, listeners, for joining us. Listeners, if you would like to find out more about John's thoughts on life, leadership, and mentoring, please go to the Leadership Edge website at www.lead-edge.com. Or if you have questions or ideas of topics for future podcasts, please reach out to us at lai at lead-edge.com. We look forward to hearing from you.